0: Hello and welcome on here to another episode of the ISIL Ball Podcast with your host, Derek Terrio, your place to learn about the NBA on and off the court. Well, we're back after quite a long absence, I would say, and uh, today I've got a little rant for you. Well, actually, first of all, before we get into that, um, I'm happy to announce that we're actually uh, on... I Apple sorry Apple podcasts. Um, so we will be available there from here on out. Each available podcast will be available there. Uh, be able to search ISO Ball Pod and or ISO Ball podcast, and you'll be able to find it there. That's a great step uh, for the show. And then as for the YouTube channel, we're probably going to make uh, better use of that. Uh, I think we're going to try and do some uh, some clip breakdowns, maybe some uh, some individual players' uh, scoring abilities, uh, some maybe some team. Uh, some overall team stuff, uh, game game by game breakdowns, things of that nature. So, we've got uh, the YouTube page evolving a little bit and uh, now being on uh, on Apple Podcasts. That's a great uh, a great step for us. So, uh, be sure to look for there for most of or all of the audio content, and then uh, the YouTube page will have more video content uh, going forward. So today. I wanted to dive into something a little bit different here we've been off for quite a while since uh, the trade deadline and after watching James Harden score 57 against the Grizzlies last night and 61 uh, against the Spurs or sorry 57 against the Grizzlies on Wednesday and 61 against the Spurs on Friday I was looking around and kind of looking on social media you know checking out you know Instagram House of Highlights Twitter and the Harden slander has gotten absolutely out of control and I'm here to dispel a lot of those myths, so this podcast is going to be uh, dispelling the Hardin slander um, because I think it's just been too much and I really don't understand where it's coming from and judging by a lot of the comments I'm seeing, a lot of people seem to be very uneducated uh, in terms of you know Hardin, what he's doing, and the ability to not only do that but people are seem to think that other people could do what Hardin does just as easily and I just don't think that's true at all. So it's not going to be a long one today. Probably go about twenty minutes or so. But let's let's dive into this a little bit. So most of the stuff that I'm seeing when it comes to James Harden is th- they don't like his game. Like let's let's give you the counting stats first off. So James Harden averaging thirty six and a half points a game, six and a half rebounds, seven point six assists. If any other player was doing that, whether it's Giannis. Westbrook, Curry, Durant, you name it. LeBron, you name it. If anybody else was doing that, they would be undoubtedly the MVP of the league. There wouldn't even be a conversation. But Harden is doing it, and there seems to be some doubt. And don't get me wrong, Giannis has on an excellent year, and this podcast is not to try and make the case for Harden as MVP. I'm just trying to give you perspective. Now, if you, if you vote for Giannis for MVP and Giannis wins MVP, I won't be upset. I think Giannis very well deserves it, and he very well could get it because um, not his team success, his play on both ends of the floor, things of that nature. I'm not here to make the case for Harden as MVP. I'm trying to dispel a lot of the Harden slander in hopes that maybe it clarifies what he's doing, and maybe in that, if it strengthens his case for MVP, so be it. But right now, I'm not trying to make the case. I'm just trying to clarify more of how... What he's doing is so spectacular, and we need to respect it more. So here's how it is. Here's the types of things I've heard uh, when it comes to Harden uh, on the Internet, being Twitter and Facebook and Instagram and all that stuff. They say anybody can do what he does shooting 30 shots a game. They say, oh, he barely gets fouled. Oh, he barely fouled him. He barely touched him. He travels on every play. Oh, he pushed off. He, he push off. Every single play is a push off. He's so boring to watch, and he turns it over too much, and he doesn't play defense. I hear all of those, all of those, constantly, consistently, and it's, it's getting to be annoying because a lot of, ex, ex, actually I'll argue all of them are not true. So I honestly, let's start with the defense. James Harden has been a considerably, Better defender this year. And if you're watching the games, that's not necessarily hard to see. Like, Harden is up there in deflections per, uh, not per game, but total deflections on the year. He's up there in percentile with post defense. I believe he's in the top 85th percentile in defending post ups he's two he has 2.2 steals per game which i know is not indicative of defense i understand that but it does say something especially when you're getting as many deflections as he has and overall he's been falling asleep way less than in the past in the in the 2016 season in the 2017 season he's just as much considerably better defender and the fact that people are still harping on the fact that oh he plays no defense he never Never tries like just go at Harden all the time. Well, explain to me this: Why is why are teams never going at Harden one on one? Why are teams never doing that? Because they understand that he, no matter who you post him up on, it, it's it's going to be tough for you if you try to go at him in isolation. He's tough to he's he's a tough defender. He's going to be able to get there. Now, is he a, an elite a lockdown defender? No, he still has his foibles. His his defending of spot up spot ups is not great um he still does have some of those lapses they're just very very much less of them and just overall his ability to play defense has just improved drastically and so if i i don't want to hear anymore that harden is a terrible defender is he an elite defender no is he even a great defender no i'm not even going to go that far but he is an adequate defender and and it's been proven time and time again and throughout the season. So I don't want to hear any more of this hard and can't play defense stuff because at this point, it's just not true. And it's as simple as that. Next point I want to get to. Anyone can do what he does shooting 30 shots a game again, just completely completely ridiculous in my opinion. First of all, he's shooting 24.8 shots per game, 25 shots a game, so it's not 30. And you have to think logistically about what it means to take 25 shots a game. If you're taking 25 shots a game, That means that the defender, that the other team knows that you're taking 25 shots a game. That means that the film sessions and the day before and the assistant coaches and the scouting reports are all geared towards those 25 shots and making those shots inefficiently as possible. Which, by the way, he's shooting 44% on and 61% true shooting, which is about 7% above league average. So he's not doing it inefficiently either. So we we say all this, and you just think that Anybody can do this is just such a flawed theory. I mean, think about this logically. If you're taking 25 shots a game, you're definitely not taking the same shot every game. You're not taking 25 threes. You're not taking 25 dunks. You're not taking 25 floaters. You're not taking five, 25 mid-range pull-ups. And you're not taking you know and 25 corner threes. Like So that means you have to have a variety of different ways to score. You have to have a variety of different ways to score. So to tell me that any player can do that, shooting 30 or 25 shots a game is completely ridiculous because that would mean you have to be able to not only score in isolation you have to be able to pass the ball out of isolation when they double team you that means you have to be able to score in the mid-range that means you have to be able to shoot the floater when uh, they force you to go to the paint that means you have to be able to shoot the three at a high enough rate that people have to respect you out there and not just a standstill spot up three you have to be able to shoot threes off the dribble I'm not I haven't even gotten close to the rest of this uh, the part of uh, this section yet and you tell me how many players can do what I just described shooting 25 shots a game on that efficiency I can probably think of maybe one maybe two the only players I think could actually do that with the same efficiency would probably be Steph Curry and Kevin Durant those are the only two players in the entire league that could actually replicate what Harden is doing that's the only two There's no other player that has the repertoire of scoring ability and ability to shoot the ball, get into the floater range, get into mid-range, get to the rim, get to the free throw line, and make it at that high a percentage as Harden does. There's nobody that can do that. There's nobody that can do that. Like, when, think think about it. When Harden is isolated on top against any defender, watch the other four defenders around him. What are they doing? They're staring at Harden. They want to know which way is he going to go. Where, who am I going to have to help off of? How are we going to load up on this specific possession? What has the coach told me to where When do I bring the double? When do I bring the triple? you think any player is going to be able to not only deal with that sort of pressure, but also be able to anticipate that pressure and then be able to make the right decision with the basketball based on how the defense is playing them. Not every player can do that. Not every player can play it nearly one on five at times. It's almost impossible and to think that just any sort any role player or any, you know, fringe superstar can or fringe all-star can just pick up the ball and shoot 25 shots a game and be able to do it as efficiently and score as much as Harden does is not only ridiculous but it's completely ludicrous. It's completely ludicrous and I and I really don't want to hear any of that ever again. <laughs> you can tell my passion on this topic because I've I've been watching a lot of Harden lately, and I just I, I can't stand some of this slander that is just completely unjustified. Let's go to the next one. He barely gets fouled. Are there times where Harden maybe gets a soft whistle, and maybe he didn't get fouled per se? Yes, of course there's times when he does that, but you know what that's called? That's called the superstar call. Everybody gets those calls if you're a superstar. LeBron James gets them. Kevin Durant gets them. Steph Curry gets them. Kawhi Leonard doesn't get them as often as he should, but even he gets them. Paul George gets them. I mean, name any player you want that's and that superstar caliber level. They get those calls. They get those calls, and just because Harden gets them in a different fashion than everyone else, you you can't hold that against him. saying he's soft or whatever. The guy's one of the strongest guys in the league. If you look at most of the way he gets fouled, he gets fouled legitimately. His fouls are legitimate, and he's incredibly crafty at being able to create that contact. To be able to... You know, when he's isolated out top and he drives and the help defender reaches in and he extends the ball out towards his arms, brings his arms up through the defender and be able to hit the floater uh, from, you know, 15 feet out and get the and one. That's talented. To be able to know when you have four fouls at the, end the, uh, at the end of the quarter or mid-quarter and understand that the guy is, you know, sticking his hand to the cookie jar and using that to your advantage to pull up from three and get three free throws. That's crafty. Don't hate Harden for that. That's not Harden's fault. That's just him be using the rules to his advantage. That's him using the rules to his advantage. And I hate that people think that, oh, he gets fouled. Oh, this is the one that people really hate. Is when, when he's shooting a three and he gets fouled and they touch him on the elbow. And they say, oh, he didn't, he didn't get fouled. They barely touched him. That When you affect your shooting shot like that, that throws off your shot. They have been calling that foul on every shooter for a long, long time. A long time. I didn't hear any complaints when Reggie Miller used to stick his feet out when he shot threes and he got fouls. Mind you, I guess the internet wasn't as prominent back then, so the opinions weren't as you know widely as heard. I get that. But I don't think that there was any complaints about that. There's still guys that do that today and nobody complains about it. So the whole thing about getting fouled to me is completely ridiculous the guy is extremely strong and to me there's a ton of plays where you could you where you could call fouls on him and he never gets the call either so again don't want to hear anything about the fouling he's incredibly good at drawing them uh, a lot of the fouls not all of them but a lot of the fouls are very legitimate and again don't want to hear any of that again okay here's the big one the travels this is this is the big one okay People are saying he travels on every play. That that to me is, again, just ludicrous. That me, just tells me you're not watching the game. It just tells me you're not watching the game because he has so many variety of step backs. He can do the traditional one dribble step back. He's got that gather step back, which is the one that most people think is a travel. He's got the jab step back, which I think is his most common one where he'll sell the drive. He'll ball in his left hand, front left foot as the front foot forward. He'll sell the drive downhill, jab with his left foot while keeping his right pivot foot intact and then bring the the left foot behind the three-point line and what it does is it allows the defender to take a little bit of a step back because he thinks Harden is driving to the rim. He ta- He brings the left foot back behind the three-point line and shoots the three. That one is not a travel whatsoever and that's the one he does the most. So I don't understand. He can step out. He can step back. He can he can, you can, do a variety of things. But the one that the people hate the most is the gather step back. And I have news for you people. Not only is it not a travel, Harden isn't the only person that uses it. Like, do I need to list off an exhaustive list of guys who use it? I'm talking DeMar DeRozan I've seen use it. I've been a Raptor fan for a long time. He uses that move. Steph Curry uses it. Kemba Walker uses it. D'Angelo Russell uses it. Chris Paul uses it to an extent. A lot of these guys use this move. This is not this is not a new move that has just come into the league over the last like 2 or 3 years. This has been going on since like 2015 I've been seeing this move. And the only reason that people don't like it is because Harden does it more often than people do than other people do it. And that just doesn't make any sense to me. I've seen one where Terry Rozier has used it. I've seen Kyrie Irving use that move. Like, the list just goes on and on and on. And I just am so tired of people calling it a travel. Or And like and some of them are travels. Let's Again, let's be fair here. Some of them are travels. But to say that he travels on every play and every time he does that gather step back is a travel. It's just not true. It's just not true. Go look up and big shout out to B-Ball Breakdown on this. B-Ball Breakdown did a conversation with 18-year career ref Ronnie Nunn, who described and broke down the footage step by step to tell you that it's not a travel. He did uh, Nick Coach Nick posted that video probably, you know, two or three years ago talking about how this is not a travel. And people still continue to hate and call it a travel every single time. And I just don't get it. I don't get it because when Kyrie does the move, nobody complains. When Kemba does it, nobody complains. DeAndre Russell does it, nobody complains. I just don't understand. Keep that same energy for the rest of the players. Keep that same energy for the rest of the players when they do it. It just doesn't make any sense to me. If if you're saying that these moves are a travel and they never call them ever because it never gets called. Then you're insinuating that the refs are basically just out to help Harden score. That's what you're saying. That's the only logical conclusion you can draw from it not being, or from you calling it a travel and it never being called. That's the only logical conclusion you can come to. The real logical conclusion is it's not a travel and it's in the rule book that it's not a travel. But if you believe it is, then you should also come out and say, hey, the refs are conspiring to help Harden score. That's it. That's 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 what you should believe if you think it's a travel. So I'm I'm really tired of that, and I just want to pull up the um, some of the the advanced statistics on Harden's uh, on Harden shooting splits. So on step back threes, on just specifically step back threes, he's made 202 out of 531 step back threes from three. He's hit. 186 out of 486 step backs. That's 38.3%. He actually shoots a better percentage on step back threes than he does on step back twos. I mean, like, come on, man. You ha- you gotta be kidding me. You've gotta be kidding me with this dude. Like, you're telling me th- that all of those are travels and nobody's ever calling them? You There has to be a reason for that, right? Think logically. Is it possible that maybe it's in the rule book and it's allowed? I'm leaning towards that way. In fact, I know it's that way because otherwise there would be a ton of those calls called against Harden. Because, like I said, not all of them are clean. Not all of them are clean. And maybe we should maybe we should describe the gather step back on this because the gather step back is basically when you ha you hang in the air with the ball. You you've taken the dribble and you haven't stepped anywhere, and you're hanging in the air with the ball in either your right or your left hand, and then after you've Taken already taken the dribble and discontinue the dribble, you take another step back and people are saying, oh, that's three steps. People are saying it's five steps, which is just completely ridiculous. But the key to the gather step back and why it's not a travel is you get two steps after you pick up the ball. Let me repeat that. You get two steps after you pick up the ball. That means if your ball, if your hand is under the ball, or your both hands are on the ball, you get two steps from that point. So I don't understand how you can think that this is a travel. Look at the footage and I'm going to post. I think I I think I'm going to go and post a Harden step back compilation just to show that most of them are not travels. Some of them are. I'm not lying. But I would say 85 to 90% of those step backs, probably closer to 90, are not travels. They're just not. And you need to go and look at other people doing that same move because nobody ever complains when they do it. It's only when Harden does it, and that's why I'm tired of it because people are – if you want to say that all of it's a travel and you comment on every House of Highlights video when that move happens that it's a travel, sure, that's your opinion. I think it's the wrong opinion, but it's your opinion, and I'm with you. But if you're just searching out Harden videos just to go and type travel and troll – and do all this stuff. Not only does it show that you don't watch games, but you're just disrespecting greatness. And I'm not. And I'm. Not, I'm just not going to stand for that. And I'm sorry. Let's go to the push-offs. He says he pushes off on every play. Let me tell you, the greatest players, all of the greatest players, use use their body to create space. All of them do. All of them. LeBron, Giannis, Butler, Paul, Harden. Kyrie in some instances, they all use their body and a little, and some of them are little chicken wings. Yeah, sure. But you have to understand that they're going to call the push off when you fully extend the arm. If you're fully extending the arm out, that is a push off. And again, Harden does push off sometimes. I'm not saying he doesn't push off at all. That's not what I'm getting at. I'm saying people are trying to insinuate that every time he drives to the bucket and creates space off a legal step back, that it's a travel. Or sorry, that it's a push off, and again, not true whatsoever. uh, Specifically, the Wesley Johnson one. Remember the Wesley Johnson one from uh, I think it was 2018 where he dropped them. People are saying, "Oh, travel. Oh, push off. Watch it again." He, he, where is he going to put his arm? Where is he going to put his arm? Like if you, if the guy, if the defender is locking up your arm on the opposite side. If you have the ball in your right hand and you're driving right, and the guy is on your left hand. You can use your shoulder and a little bit of your upper bicep and in some cases your elbow to be able to knock that defender off you. Like the league wants to encourage offense and that's one way that you can get away with that. And again, all the best players do that. So to say he pushes off on every play is just stupid. It's just ridiculous to me because he's he knows the rules and he's playing within them. And again, if they're not calling it, they're not calling a push-off, there's only one or two to one or two things. Either A, it's legal, or B, the refs are conspiring against Harden. Those so are the only two options you have. Or the refs are not watching the game at all. Which is like again, just stupid to even think about. So again, he uses he uses the off-arm to create space. There's a lot of players that do it, and he plays it within the rules. And that's just as simple as that. If you hate the rules, that's fine, but don't hate Harden for playing within them. <clears throat> People say he's boring to watch. Look, I really can't. Personally, I really enjoy the isolate, his isolation game, really seeing how he sets up not only his own players on specific parts of the court, but how he's also watching for where the double is coming after he gets by the first defender or the set or where the second defender is coming after he gets by the first defender. Like that mind game that he's playing in isolation to me is very enjoyable. I do enjoy the craft at which he plays. Watching defenders try to keep their hands back because they know they can't foul. You know, watching him uh, attack guys' front foot when they try to force him left or force him right and be able to use that momentum to be able to step back or drive right by him to the rim for a floater. Like, I enjoy I enjoy all that. So if you think he's boring, look. I again, you're entitled to your opinion, and that's not necessarily an unpopular opinion. Like I, I can see how you know shooting you know how many free throws is he shooting per game? I think like uh, twelve per game. Um, if I'm not mistaken, eleven point two per game. If you if you don't like watching that, look, I I'm not gonna argue with you on that one. Like nobody likes watching free throws. I get it. But the the craft that he actually uses to be able to get to the line. Uh, along with the rest of his game, I enjoy quite a bit. So, um, again, you're entitled to your opinion on that one. I'm not going to disagree with you if you think you if you if think he's boring or whatever, but I personally don't think so. And the last one here is he turns it over too much. Um, yeah, Harden does turn the ball over uh, quite a bit, five turnovers per game, but that's also coming on 40% usage. Um, for comparison, Westbrook turns it over 4.7 times per game on 30% usage. So... I don't hear any complaints about Westbrook's turnovers. I mean, I have in the past, but not this year. Um, So I I don't know where this is coming from. Again, this seems like uh, if, if Westbrook were to have Harden stats, nobody would be complaining. If Giannis were to have Harden stats, nobody would be complaining. But it's only because Harden is doing what he's doing, and it's the way he's scoring, and it's the way he's getting to the bucket, the way he gets to the line that everybody dislikes. And so that's it. Uh, I I hope that this maybe cleared things up a little bit for you. Um, I would encourage you to go watch the Ronnie Nunn uh, B-ball breakdown video on Harden's step back and why that's not a travel. I encourage you to watch a full game of Harden and take into the account some of the stuff that I've stated with setting up defenders, being able to uh, look out for the the jab step back, not just the gather step back. He also shoots the catch-and-shoot threes very well. He gets to the rim for a floater, which is, undeni- which is undeniably very good at this point. I have the stats on his driving floaters as well. He He's really starting to use that shot quite a bit, um, just being able to get to the rim uh, using that as well. So Driving layup shots, 144 out of 284 for 50% shooting on those shots. So 50% on floaters is very, very good. Those, oh, sorry, that's driving layups. So that's just going to the rim. He's shooting 50%. On driving floaters, he's shooting 73 out of 152 for 48%, um, which is also very good. Driving floaters off the bank, 15 of 21, 71%. Driving finger rolls 51 of 75 for 68%. So he finishes incredibly well at the rim as well. To think that he's just a, he just shoots step-back threes uh, all the time and, that's, and gets to the line is untrue. Uh, he gets to the paint and scores uh, very efficiently there uh, through contact a lot of the time uh, because of his strength. So again, to think that he's just some guy that just shoots step-back threes that travels and just goes to the line getting cheap fouls is, is, is just not true. Um, so yeah, so that, that that's that's my Harden rant. Um, some people might want, not want to hear this rant, uh, but I felt like it was necessary to get it out there. Um, again, go watch some full games of James Harden. Don't just watch House of Highlights. Uh, go and look for uh, look for those jab step backs that I described, where he uh, sets up the defender and holds his right pivot foot. Go look for the gather step backs and watch for when he puts his second hand on the ball and. Watch for two steps after that, and you'll see that it's not a travel. Um, again, watch for the craft that he uses to get to the line. It is very impressive. And just watch his passing. That's something I really didn't talk about too much in this ramp, but he's an unbelievable passer as well. So to think that he's some kind of ball hog is uh, unbelievably not true. And uh, his teammates have also said that he they enjoy playing with him quite a bit, and I would find that very hard to believe that they're just saying that just because Harden is on the team. Um He's been playing the same way for a number of years now, and I haven't heard any complaints. I've only heard of people wanting to sign there, and that's even despite Daryl Morey low uh, lowballing a lot of guys and uh, trying to sneak under the salary cap and shipping guys off as assets, bringing them in and all this sort of stuff. It seems to me that everybody likes playing with Harden, so I – I don't know where that's coming from either. Um, okay, awesome. Uh, hope hope you enjoyed this rant. Hope you, this gives you something to think about. Hopefully, this gives you something to watch in the future. Um, and I think you can uh, expect uh, a little montage of the different types of step that Harden step backs that Harden does on the YouTube channel, uh, Isoball Pod, in the near future. Thanks for listening so much. And once again, be sure to look out for us on uh, Apple Podcasts as we are up there under ISO Ball Pod. Uh, look out for uh, future episodes uh, being posted there. And uh, yeah, thanks so much for listening. And we'll talk soon. Playoffs are right around the corner. Till then.